0: It's the Drink Five Fantasy Football Podcast. It's the Fantasy Finish Line. Today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. And tonight, we're going to have 10 hot sleeper picks for week three.
1: Are you ready for this? Cheers, buddy.
0: I'm, I'm clearly just a little rusty. We haven't podcasted for a few weeks. <laughs> I'll get the name of the podcast right, and then we'll start from there.
1: We have words we have hot wings
0: ah yes this is the fantasy finish line podcast i am joined as always by david biggs my name is jason evans and we um are the editors and co-founders of drink5.com We are here to talk about fantasy football tonight. It is week three in the NFL, and we're going to do 10 hot sleeper picks. And if you may notice, uh, we have a bit of a spread out tonight. Um, Mine is actually hidden very well from view, but you can see in front of Dave, there is a selection of hot sauces and hotter wings. And tonight we will eat some hot wings and talk about some sleepers and attempt to um, talk while our mouths are completely on fire. (laughs) So um that's the plan. What are you drinking right now, Dave? Uh we always need to start that way. I don't remember what this is called. Okay, it's the strawberry er, strawberry cheesecake yes. beer? Okay. Got confirmation from that. Thank you. Um, okay. I don't know what you said. It's We're going to move on from that.
1: It's from the Explorium. Uh, there's there's Oh, the Explorium. There's three or four that. of those scattered throughout uh, the Wisconsin area in Milwaukee um and uh, surrounding suburbs.
0: Okay, I've got the Big Little Thing IPA, Imperial IPA, from Sierra Nevada. Um, I'm going to give the rest to you so you can enjoy that as well. Uh, so, Dave, do you want to talk a little bit about the hot sauces we're going to have, or do you want to talk about those as we go along?
1: As we go along, let's uh, let's get into what we're up to tonight and how we're going to have a little bit of a bet. Um, and, and okay. ba- Basically just uh, pick a couple of players that are maybe a little lower on your radar, or you may have already drafted them, or in some cases they may be out on the waiver wire.
0: Okay, so here, when we're whenever we're talking about fantasy scoring, we generally default to half-point PPR in order to um, just keep things consistent. If we're talking about other stuff, we'll mention that, but generally it doesn't come up. If you go to our website, you'll see that uh, Dave has his rankings up there, his weekly player rankings, and those are also... Um, Available as one of the experts on FantasyPros.com. He is part of the uh, ECR. You were the number one at wide receiver for week one, right, Dave?
1: Sure. Week week one, the number one rated expert as far as picking the accuracy of wide receiver Hell players. Hell yeah. Well done. And that's great. That but, deserves a cheers. You know, these things are very up and down. I, I'm trying to be a top ten overall uh, expert, which I've gotten sort of close to, and that's uh, that's my goal over the next couple okay. years. Okay, well, being number one at wide receiver is a good way to start. It's a good start.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. Cheers. So, um, if you've seen this before, you know that we like to make bets, that we like to pick players. Um, so we're going to base our initial rankings off of Dave's rankings. If you want to go to our website, drink5.com, that's the only place you can see Dave's rankings all on their own. So, you know, check that out. Use that to inform your lineup decisions later in the week but for now we're going to pick sleepers and we're going to pick a quarterback running back wide receiver a tight end and then someone from the flex list as well that'll be a deep sleeper so at quarterback we're basically going to like say that here's a ranking and you have to pick anyone um with a lower ranking than this so at quarterback we're going to start and it's going to be anyone with a rank of 11 or higher um, and I think we went much higher between the two of us, so that's good.
1: Or uh, lower maybe is more apt.
0: Lower. Uh, uh, the the rank is a higher number. They are a lower player on the list. They're <laughs> farther down the list. Uh, I think everyone sort of gets the concept that uh, we're we're trying to pick from like not great players here. We're trying to pick out people who may have a good performance this week or people who have a good potential to score this week. And,
1: um, and some of these players have already been you know waiver wire picks over the past couple weeks. Certainly, uh, definitely uh, most of them. With few exceptions, are one of them
0: I added to my drink five team this week
1: are going to be like borderline uh, rosterable in some cases.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, at running back, we're going to go higher than 20, wide receiver, higher than 25. Uh, And I'll mention these again before as we get into each position. And it seems that, like, you know, as we get uh, further and further down the list, we'll get spicier and spicier wings. So the quarterback will be a very tame discussion and uh, probably well thought out. And by the time we get to the flex discussion of a deep sleeper, we're just going to, uh, at least me, I'm sure, will hardly be able to talk.
1: <laughs> so we're what are we betting on? Uh,
0: so we're going to bet on total fantasy points between, you know, my five versus your five. We will bet for a uh, six pack of beer.
1: Or or a four pack or you or know a four,
0: or a four pack is usually better than a six pack. <laughs> Let's
1: be honest. They come in nice tall cans like this. But beer for the next show—that sounds great.
0: Sounds good. I mean, I'll probably buy beer before the next show, regardless of whether I win or lose. But um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay, so are you ready to dive in? Do you want to get started? Sure. So so how about this? I'll start eating the wing, and you can tell people about the sauce that we're on. And then I'll talk about my player, and at some point while I'm talking about my player, you go ahead and start eating your wing. Is that a good logistical way of
1: executing this? If you want to be the one that eats first every time, sure.
0: Yeah, because like you're going to be the one who um, <laughs> like understands what's about to happen, and I'm I, I I I enjoy hot sauce tastings. I don't usually have this much hot sauce. Um,
1: okay well remember uh, you're you're going clockwise from the one with the uh, yeah. the toothpick in it and the first sauce that we have today is the humble house Guajillo and red jalapeno sauce which is a tangy garlic sauce and it has guajillo chilies garlic um, and uh, roasted red peppers and a little bit of sugar and salt and of course vinegar is in most hot sauces if not all of them so it should be a pretty tasty one one of my one of my favorite sauces I'll go ahead and uh, and try mine now as well so yeah tell us what you think about it and uh, launch into the first player that you've got which is the quarterback position
0: I have had this sauce before I really like it it uh
1: oh I should I it's should not mention too hot I should mention it's only about 10,000 Scovilles uh which these are okay. all sort of variable to some degree but this isn't going to be any hotter than like a jalapeno sauce
0: okay yeah Maybe a little bit hotter than a jalapeno. Isn't a jalapeno like 5,000?
1: Something like that. Okay, so
0: that's delicious. I feel a little bit of heat like on the back of my throat, back of my tongue. So, at quarterback, um, this won't be hard. My sleeper, and again, we're picking quarterbacks rank 11 and higher. Um, We are going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I am going to go with Trevor Lawrence. The Jacksonville Jaguars, he is ranked number 19 on Dave's rankings. Ooh. Starting to get a little burn on the tongue, on the lips. Maybe um, using my mouth a lot while doing this is going to enhance the uh-huh. heat factor. <laughs> so, this week Trevor Lawrence is going to travel to L.A. and play the Chargers. Um, he's played well in each of the first two weeks, but he hasn't blown up with fantasy points yet. He's going against the Chargers, who have been good against the pass, but what they have given up on average is what Trevor Lawrence has been getting each week. And last week, Trevor Lawrence was the QB12, and he had a very efficient outing against the Colts, uh, over 80% completion rate. So, very likely I think he will outperform his ECR, which is 20 this week. Um, So, you do like him a little bit more than the ECR. I like him a lot more than the ECR. I think that um, Trevor Lawrence is a guy that's up and coming. Uh, He's finally in an a situation that is going to benefit him rather than um you know a dumpster fire like Jacksonville was last year.
1: Yeah. So no. how do you
0: how do you like Trevor Lawrence?
1: Um well I agree with you, but I, I, I didn't prepare remarks on Trevor Of um, course. You know, I you, you saw my ranking of him already and that should be sort of enough I think from from your perspective. Um like I, I think he's about the nineteenth best quarterback uh, this particular week. And I certainly think that um, every player has a little bit of variability, right? Um, they, they could be, in as far as I'm ranking them, uh, five in one direction or the other. Um, and we'll see which of these quarterbacks does better. I, I decided to pick uh, Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston was ranked lower than your guy at number 21. Uh, this they, is true. They go up at Carolina. And uh, the news last week was that Winston was dealing with four fractures in his back. Now... We don't have a whole lot of specific information about this injury, other than Jay Glazer from Fox Sports came out with some info saying that it's not going to actually uh, provide a risk of further injury, and he's going to be able to play through it, and it's a pain tolerance thing, and it shouldn't necessarily affect his ability to throw, his ability to to run, etc., but you know that's not something that Jameis Winston is, is really well known for anyway running and throwing he's he's not a running quarterback
0: he's pretty good at throwing
1: yes um he certainly had an unfortunate outing last week he threw one touchdown to three interceptions against the bucks on sunday afternoon the bucks do have a very good passing defense yeah um and of course this issue has just recently come on with him so um it was it was very affected last week There is some good news, though. They have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave. They're all healthy and gaining in chemistry with Winston each week. A lot of people that took their pick on Michael Thomas um, in the drafts this year – some of us thought that maybe he wasn't going to work out or maybe he wouldn't start the season or maybe he wouldn't look healthy, but he actually looks very good out there on the field. Mm -hmm. Um, So having all three of those receivers uh, might be a better overall talent at the wide receiver position than the Saints have had in quite some time. Um, Winston has put up 34 and 40 passes in his last two games thus far, which is a good indicator of how often he'll be called upon to pass downfield on a game to game basis. And the Panthers have allowed the third least passing yard so far this season. But the quarterbacks they've faced are Jacoby Brissett and Daniel Jones. (laughs) And so I think once they go up against a team that has a good passing attack, then those numbers are going to go inflated the other way. Sure. And so I think I can see here, it would be very helpful if they did have Alvin Kamara healthy rather than the tandem of Tony Jones and Mark Ingram. Um, However... Um, with the passing attack that they do have already, I think that Jameis Winston is a clear bet to outperform uh, his number twenty-one ranking, at least on my list. Uh-huh. I think both Lawrence and Winston will probably, uh, you know, fire above their their pay grade in this next week.
0: Very good. Uh, I'm really glad. Uh, going back to the sauces, you started out with something with a little heat. I, I, you know, just to get things going, because I definitely have like a nice little right on the side of my mouth. Good luck to you, uh, a tingle going on. (laughs) It's not unpleasant, but it's a tingle. So we'll go into the next wing now. Oh, I almost put the toothpick in the wrong one. Um, What am I eating here, Dave? What's this next one?
1: Well, I hope you have the right one. Uh, this is the Secret Ardvark Cerrabanero, which is a green hot sauce from Secret Aardvark, one of my favorite brands. Oh, okay. This particular one is basically combining serranos and habanero peppers with onions, tomatillos, and spices. And so it's a little spicier than the last one is, uh, but they say it's not going to melt your face. Uh, and this particular one has, uh, as I mentioned, um, those ingredients plus a little bit of lime in it as well. And... This one is 25 K in the schoolville scale. So it should be about twice as spicy as that last sauce, but the lime and some other ingredients in there might cool it off a little bit.
0: So definitely masks it at first. I don't get any heat to start out with. We'll see. We'll see it hit. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I mean, I've had that sauce at least once. I'm sure that's going to hit too. And don't forget, I've got the, uh, this fantastic beer, damn, that's good. Gotcha. Double
1: IPA, which is also from the Explorium.
0: Uh, they won a 2021 gold medal in the near gluten-free category.
1: Well, that's that's quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad.
0: Okay, oh now like, I don't feel the tingle on the side of my mouth anymore. It's just a warmth across in, in my entire mouth, right. tongue, and everything. <laughs> okay, so now we're gonna move on to wide uh, running backs. And we're going to pick from number 20 on an up. So my choice is Damian Harris of New England. He is, and Dave's ranking at 26. He's playing Baltimore. Their Patriots are at home. Thus far, the Ravens are giving up 148 and a 148.5 scrimmage yards per game to opposing running backs. Harris is averaging 5 yards per carry, and he's getting about 50% of the carries of the whole team. So that's pretty good for a Patriots running back. Harris is being used in the passing game more than any other running back on his team as well. He's more efficient than Ramondre Stevenson across the board in all the stats you would want to see that in. Uh, Harris finished last week as the RB4, because last week two running backs had at least 30 points, and then a whole bunch of them were in the teens. And no running backs finished in the 20s. It's a very statistical oddity. Mm -hmm. So... With him finishing RB4 last week and the fact that he is playing very efficiently, they're playing Baltimore, who just gave up 42 points uh, to the Miami Dolphins, who are apparently like, you know, I can't wait to see the Dolphins and the Bills, I guess. They're going to play twice this year, and it'll probably be a fucking good game.
1: I, I, I'm i I'm not ready to, uh, you know, to crown the to, Dolphins, to grant them access into the championship game yet or anything. <laughs> but it, it was a really fun game. Six touchdowns by two uh, Jalen Waddle. Tons of points. Really, really fun game. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, his Damian Harris has an ECR of twenty-seven. He's gonna far outperform that again. Um, you know, finishing at four last week. If he finishes in the teens somewhere, that's like a huge jump from his twenty-seven ranking. So I think that you know Damian Harrison as an RB two, uh, in general on most teams is a reasonable expectation this week. So, you know, uh, he's my sleeper at running back.
1: So I I, I think it's good that we have the confidence to say that all these guys we're talking about are going to outperform their ranking. That's, That's the point. It's clearly not the case though. Uh, I know. Otherwise I would rank them all up at those, those, uh, those notches. I understand.
0: And these are your rankings, not mine. Uh, sure. But like, I'm not saying that I would necessarily rank Damien Harris as like, but it's kind of like 14, <laughs> but like, I, I think he can finish there. Like and has better than 50% chance of doing so.
1: Oh, right. I just, I'm going to be interested to see. And when we, when we get together again, we can say, uh, well, we thought all these guys would outperform an expectation. Uh, how many of them underperformed, right? And that's the danger of the ranking in general, which is why you gotta always be kind of on the, of course, of on course. the back and forth.
0: That's 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 well put and something that probably needed to be said.
1: So, so my my guy Tony Pollard, Dallas uh, ranked number thirty five in my rankings. Uh, they're playing the Giants at the New York Giants Stadium. You really reaching
0: uh, down there for that? I appreciate that. For I what? Respect that.
1: You're really reaching
0: down there for Tony
1: Pollard. Oh well, I think most of the guys that that I picked are actually lower in rank than yours. Um, but... So I picked
0: a lower tight end and a lower flex. But you're
1: right; the other three positions you picked lower. Well, that's a good that's a good mix then. Yeah. Um. So so Pollard, we've been talking about Ezekiel Elliott slowing down this year, and there's uh, room for Pollard to showcase his talents, his very efficient talents as a running back and also in the passing game. We've had a lot of conversations about this uh, from the preseason, even last year, um, talking about Pollard and and Zeke and how either one of them could really be the main guy there, but having both of them is is sort of a case for frustration. Um, Last week, Elliott had 15 rushes for 53 yards and one catch for negative four. So not the numbers you want. (laughs) for your num- your number one guy. yeah, Pollard had nine rushes for 43 yards and a touchdown and four catches for 55 yards. So he's scoring more points than Ezekiel Elliott. He's doing it more efficiently. That's 7.6 yards per touch, which is a great stat. Points per touch, yards per touch. Uh, I think that especially in uh, 2022, we're talking about fantasy football, you really have to take into effect every touch that the player has because so many players are multifaceted with their game. Yeah or it used to be running backs only run, you know? Yeah. Uh, With with a couple exceptions, of course. Right. Um, So this will continue in my estimation. And looking at the week's matchup this week against the Giants, they struggle historically to defend against running backs that catch passes and uh, line up in the slot. That's who Tony Pollard is. So um, with various uh, running backs that were similar in style uh, over the last three or four years, they've really struggled and allowed a lot of points from them. Uh, we should see Dallas continue to be stubborn about Zeke's usage, and uh, Jerry was was saying and repeatedly says Jerry that Jones they're just going to continue to use him, you know, until until the gas runs out. And I believe that they have an opportunity next year to to dump him in his contract or it's the end of his contract, either okay. one of those. Um, but I think it's the same for Pollard, so they're going to have to figure out which one of these guys they want to get behind, or maybe they don't want either of them going forward. But that's really going to be integral in, uh, in the process when we talk about which guy is important to latch onto towards the end of the year. I think there's no denying Pollard's efficiency in this game, his increased role in the offense going forward. We're going to continue to see him uh, stymie and frustrate Ezekiel Elliott owners to the point where he is a playable flex, almost game to game depending on the matchup. And in this matchup specifically, I think we'll see good things from Pollard. But yeah. you, you're still going to have a couple games from him because of the stubbornness, because of Zeke uh, Elliott being the number one guy, that he's only going to get four points.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, Pollard depends a lot more on game flow to get his touches than um, L- Elliott does. Right?
1: Uh, y- yes. I mean, so, they, for example, in this last game, Pollard was doing really, really well, and yet still they, they stuck... Ezekiel Elliott out there in the second half and just had him grinding things out uh, to no yardage gain. (laughs) But that's how they want to use them. That's how we're going to see them. So it's going to be a little frustrating. And any of these teams that have some kind of RBBC or uh, players that are generally used in certain situations uh, can be frustrating. But I think we're going to see Tony Pollard take a lot of touchdowns and big runs away from Zeke that he never gets to even uh, start. Because, for example, one little screen pass that Pollard had in this last game resulted in like a 44-yard run to the goal line. Mm-hmm. And, and you see that a lot from, from someone who's more explosive. And that's not Ezekiel Elliott anymore.
0: No, he doesn't explode anywhere. He bashes through things. That's right. <laughs> All right. So my mouth is, um, it was never like hot or burning, but it is cooled down now. <laughs> cooling down.
1: Well, let's let's get into the taste the of, next these, one. of these of these two because they are sort of tasty. Uh, the third sauce that we're going to be eating today is by Yellow Bird Sauce, and it's called the Frenzied Hitchhiker. It is an extra hot habanero garlic shiitake mushroom sauce, and I I love the flavor ingredients of this one. You can taste the mushroom in it, um, but you also have the habanero. Uh, oh yeah, it's hot. And garlic and lime.
0: That one right away hits me.
1: They say. Um, it is made in Texas, and Yellow Bird is a cool little logo. Uh, check it out. Look it up. And uh, I, I think it's a good one. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's delicious, and it's hot. So it's like, do I want to keep taking bites out of it? Is it gonna, am I going to regret that later? One more little guy. So... Mm. That is the first bite that I've had of these wings where I was instantly greeted with heat.
1: Good, good.
0: Yeah, that's hot on the tongue, around the inside of the lips. I like the flavor there. Um, I, you know, because it's on chicken, you don't get as much of the flavor, I feel. But, um, yeah. I really like that sauce. Like, when we do tastings and we just eat a whole bunch of, you know, eat like six or seven hot sauces and just have a drip on a chip or something like that that's one of my favorites because um you can like you were saying you can taste all the little
1: flavors in there so this is like 75 to eighty thousand Scoville scoville unit, units mm-hmm. so that's that's gonna be i felt the drop of sweat form like three times as hot as the previous
0: sauce oh it's it's hot now and like <laughs> here we go right this is the point of doing this thing is that oh Good stuff. Yeah, the more I, like, breathe and talk, the hotter it feels. Well, launch into that. I didn't didn't know that that was an aspect of Hot Ones, um, but that totally must play into it. I don't think I've ever heard him talk about that. Like, if you eat hot sauce and just kind of chill and don't talk, then you can get over it. But if you have to talk, it, like,
1: (laughs) it gets worse. It's the the oxygen coming into your mouth and making things hotter again. Mm -hmm. It's good stuff.
0: Somehow the air is spreading it around and... (laughs) Okay, so at wide receiver, our sleeper uh, minimum is going to be at rank number 25.
1: (laughs) Pardon me. Uh, I picked a guy, Curtis Samuel. on. um, Could you pass the damn good when you get a chance to? uh, Yes, I can. Thank you.
0: See, this is where the heat comes in. I wrote that he's on Carolina, and he's not. He's on Washington.
1: Yeah, yeah, he (laughs) used to be. I
0: caught myself, thankfully. Catch these errors. Mm Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing in Washington against Philadelphia. Samuel's having a great start to the season. He has 20 targets in two games, 15.2 and 19.4 points in his two games this season. He is the WR9 on the season, and I think he can be fired up as a WR2, you know, as your second wide receiver. As you stated earlier, of course, I expect him to beat his ranking. His ECR is 27, Mm -hmm. but I think he's going to pass that easily. I think he has... Even more of a chance of passing that than Damian Harris. So Samuel is leading his team in both targets and receptions, and Wentz is second in the league in passing yards. So Carson Wentz, second in the league passing yards. Uh, it would be the weirdest thing if it wasn't Tua, who was leading the league in passing yards. <laughs> so um, you, you've succeeded in uh, making this a little difficult to talk, and I better Care-
1: watch. Careful with your eyes.
0: Watch touching my eye there.
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun for oh, me. Oh
0: boy. <laughs> yeah, I won't be able to talk or see. That'll make a great podcast. I'm going to go viral for the, that. I think it's going pretty well. No, I'm enjoying it, but my nose is going to run with the next one, I promise you. So, Curtis Samuel, I picked him up as a waiver pickup in Drink 5 this week. I think I bid $12 on him. Uh, I had my full budget. Mm, it was 12. And um, I, I won. There was a few other bids. So uh, I hate when I bid something and nobody else bids on it. That's always annoying.
1: Oh, well, you still get the players. So. You
0: absolutely get the player. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's the blind bid peril that you, you step into. So these last two players actually of mine, Damian Harris and Curtis Samuel, both on my team. I my drink five team.
1: So I have uh, wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he's ranked number thirty-one in my listings. Uh, of course, uh, are you not
0: feeling any heat in your mouth at all?
1: Not yet, but I'm sure I will at the next one. San Francisco wide receiver uh, playing playing against the Broncos at Denver. Uh, first of all, Jimmy Garoppolo is is currently anyway. Maybe it wouldn't be the case in a couple years. I don't really know, but currently a better <laughs> passer than Trey Lance, especially because Trey Lance is in a hospital room. Or, or what was just recently, so his passing skills are slightly lacking uh, as of the current moment. But he has more established chemistry with the 49 receiver, 49ers receivers as well. I mean, he was the quarterback there for a couple of years. Sure. And Ayuk led the team last week in targets completely, catching five of those eight targets for 63 yards. The team has been hyping up Ayuk in the preseason, but the rain-soaked disaster of week one definitely didn't help the stats Uh, for any of the 49ers players, and uh, he ended the game with only two receptions for 40 yards. So what we're seeing now over two weeks is two receptions the first game, five receptions the second game. Uh, If we throw away that game entirely in week one, and we look at him being the target leader with the new quarterback, who is Jimmy Garoppolo for the indefinite future, uh, because it doesn't seem like Trey Lance is coming back this season, then, oh,
0: no, they've already said he's out for the season.
1: Then the trend that we're starting to see, and we can't have yet, obviously, because the trend equals three games, but <laughs> we're starting to see is that Garoppolo no was actually using him as the, as the WR1 in the offense. Mm-hmm. And Debo Samuel, of course, is going to be moving around. He's going to be rushing. He's going to be getting uh, uh, passes out of many different positions. And he is, is maybe the superior uh, athlete, certainly, uh, as, as a more uh, varied positional player. But sure. Brandon Ayuk looked to me in that game like he was Garoppolo's number one target, and we may see that going forward as well. The question here is is whether or not uh, Ayuk can be consistent with Debo Samuel, with George Kittle, with Jeff Wilson and the rest of the 49ers rotating backfield, who also gets a lot of passes. Um, I, I predict outperforming his ECR of 31 will come really easily this week. I actually think that Ayuk has a chance to finish the entire year as a top fifteen wide receiver with Garoppolo, based on last week. But here's the peril of early season prognostication: is analysis uh, in week two moving to week three can't possibly can't possibly determine uh, enough. There's not enough variables and information and sample size for us to really uh, strongly have a good confidence rating on those kinds of uh, hot takes. Sure, But I do think that Ayuk could be a top 15 receiver for the whole year. And if things go the way that they're currently going, we're going to see that sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, having Garoppolo there is going to change everything for Ayuk. Everything for most of those receivers. Like, this isn't the usual drop-off you're going to get when, you know, if anything, they're going to, like, the players around Garoppolo will be a little bit better than they would have been with Lance if Lance was playing at his peak.
1: Yeah, because the whole point with Lance is he's our new guy. We're going to work with him to become a better team right. altogether. The
0: offense is going to run through Lance rather than
1: Garoppolo you know, distributing it. Yeah, and we know that Garoppolo can already bring the team to a certain extent, which for the 49ers uh, uh, brass, uh, it wasn't enough, and that's why they decided to move on. But he can absolutely take them uh, fairly far in the playoffs and has done it before.
0: So are we getting George Kittle back? It looks like he practiced a little bit
1: today. At some point he's 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 uh, always a hard one to determine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I've got him on two teams and I was thinking like, oh man, like his he hasn't even played yet and now his quarterback is out, like what a waste of a draft pick. And then like I thought about it again Probably like a day later and I was him. like, Oh, he's got Garoppolo <laughs> yeah. who he is the one who he's been kicking ass with over the last couple of years. So Yeah. I think that um
1: not such a bad change for Garoppolo him. and Kittle like might blow up this week. Yeah. All right. Oh, you want to keep going? Gotcha. I think that that's the point of this. Well, moving on to the tight end position and the General's hot sauce. This particular hot sauce is called Shock and Awe. We are looking at a fairly straightforward hot sauce with American habanero peppers, distilled white vinegar, salt, and garlic. The kind of hot sauce that that I like to make. It's no frills. It's got the habanero heat uh, and a little bit of garlic flavor. I
0: love the flavor of habanero. I'm getting that here.
1: This particular hot sauce is uh, about 100,000 Scoville units. Uh, Now, that's not twice the previous one. It's not a huge
0: jump from the last one. But it's
1: going to be a little bit more pepper-forward than the last one. It's had more flavor, more mushroom, more lime. This one pretty much is garlic and habanero. So how do we feel, sir? So the last
0: one was definitely like... Mm. the last one was hotter than any wings like I would order at a bar <laughs> it was about as hot as I would want to like try one of your stupid hot wings uh-huh. when you go places and or just are like what's the hottest thing you have give me extra sauce that's a typical Dave order um, oh, I need some beer hang on yep <sighs> I'm sure that's a delicious beer. My taste buds aren't working at the moment. Uh But you know. So lots of burning. Um in I guess intense burning. I I I hate to um use all those words because I know what's coming next. And it's gonna be a lot more than what we're have right now. Oh my god. But yeah, my lips just burning. My tongue burning. Love it. Um, not not much of the back of the throat burning, which is good because that sometimes is the worst. This is just like play through the pain kind of thing. Let's be Jameis Winston.
1: Here. You got four fractures, L1 through L4. <sighs> well,
0: I, I can't make it any worse by eating more hot wings, right?
1: No, I mean, <laughs> it depends. It depends.
0: So at tight end,
1: our sleeper picks are going to start at number 11. I'm using the keyboard here. I'm going to be like... Working, working tomorrow on the laptop, uh, and then eat something and touch my finger in my mouth and have all the heat all over again. You're going to enjoy that. Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're going to enjoy that. Mm. So Tyler Conklin is my choice at tight end. He's a New York Jet. He's ranked number 17 on your rankings, Dave. Gotcha. Um, excuse me. Um, beer and chicken wings. <coughs> Not always the best thing to do on camera, but we do
1: it for a good cause. It's Making ourselves look ridiculous. It's a classy combo, you know.
0: <sighs> so Conklin is tied for fourth in tight end targets across the league. He has 16 targets in two games. Finding a tight end streaming option can be hard. Um, there's so many bad options to choose. There's a lot of out there, and most of them are really bad. So pick a good one, right? That's good advice.
1: Pick, pick a good tight end. Yeah. <laughs> That's about
0: as uh, thorough as I can get with my mouth on fire. Conklin, he's only owned in 29% of Flea Flicker leagues. He has an ECR of 17, and he's the tight end 11 on the season by fantasy points. So they got Joe Flacco playing there for a little while. How long is Zach Wilson supposed to be out? Do you remember?
1: So latest, the latest news I read is that clearly Flacco, doing really well, has gotten himself into a, a playable position again in week three and going forward. And I think that Wilson's supposed to be back in uh, in like week three or four and and there's going to end up being a uh, quarterback controversy there if Joe Flacco continues to play at a high level.
0: Uh, so Ian Rappaport said that he will be, quote, in position for week four.
1: There you go. But th- but he might not start if Flacco's still playing well because he's, you know, he's the three-eyed raven. Okay. Kaka. <laughs> so, I mean, I suppose Zach
0: Wilson certainly has the inside track. To being the starting quarterback there, but perhaps doesn't have the job wrapped up even as he's injured.
1: Well, you know what Flacco's numbers... Oh, you're the first
0: one to go to the water. You know
1: what Flacco's numbers just looked right, like last week.
0: Uh, He is third in the league in passing yards. What the fuck?
1: So there's no way they they bench him for someone who's uh, Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But didn't they play the Broncos? And aren't the Broncos, like, the embarrassment of the league at the moment?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm not prepared for that conversation yet.
0: Okay. So I've got Tyler Conklin. I guess like it's very hot. Over the here. fact that he is, um, yeah, okay. It's nice to know that it actually affects you. Because <laughs> if you just made everyone eat hot sauce and it didn't make you feel anything, that would be very um, sadistic. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. So, excuse me. I think that um, Joe Flacco, old school quarterback, veteran guy, knows to get the ball to his tight end. It's been working for him so far. He's going to oh. keep doing that. Tyler Conklin. Uh, with a rank of 17 and ownership number of only 29%, he's going to be available in a lot of leagues. I didn't even look before I posted this. Perhaps he's available in leagues that I'm in uh, on teams where I should get him. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go do that while you uh, tell us about your tight end pick.
1: You're going to go pick up Tyler Conklin (laughs) in your fantasy leagues? We'll we'll find out. Let's find out
0: how many leagues he's available in first.
1: Well, my tight end I want to talk about is Hayden Hurst uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, ranked number 13 uh in my rankings and they're playing the jets so uh these tight ends will be playing each other and uh they're playing at new york somehow hearst is only owned in 41 percent of flea flicker league so much like conklin both of those guys are not owned in very many not the majority certainly of uh of fantasy leagues at least on the the league website that we use primarily yeah i believe i saw that the numbers were a little higher in in yahoo um but um he's available to give a to give perspective. He's available in all of our
0: redraft leagues but none of our dynasty leagues.
1: Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. Um so Hurst has yet to score a touchdown, but his eight targets in week 1 and seven targets in week 2 tell the story of someone who's really involved in the offense. And I saw both games, and in both games, uh they went to Hurst often. And um they went to Hurst when they when they needed somebody to get that first down or to get those extra yards. So he's someone who on that team is is being looked at as a trusted component of the offense. Uh, an offense that should regain its footing over the next few weeks. The Bengals have not been playing very well. Uh, a lot of that could have something to do with the offensive line. I've seen a lot of pundits uh, po- poking holes, uh, no pun intended, in the offensive line uh, <laughs> as far as the talent that's there and how they're playing and the coaching. And I'm sure that we'll see... Um, some some of the coaching try to reset some of those issues that have occurred so far this year. Now, 10 receptions over two weeks with at least one solid chance to score on a shovel pass at the goal line in week one. I think that puts her squarely in tight end two territory for fantasy and certainly more valuable in half PPR and PPR leagues because of all the targets and receptions. Yeah, It's really just a matter of time until he scores based on his current usage and based on the way that the Bengals uh, should trend – Considering that they almost won a Super Bowl last year, they've come out of the gate rather slowly.
0: Oh yeah, it's Super Super Bowl hangover.
1: So the next three matchups, and this is the important part for me, as far as the short-term viability of this tight end option, are the Jets and the Dolphins and the Ravens. All three of those teams giving up so far in 2022 11-plus points per game to opposing tight ends. Also looking backwards, since two games is not a big sample size, in 2021, all three teams were also giving up a lot of points to that position. Okay, and so it's not just a two-game trend, which sure. for me, as you <laughs> know, isn't is a not trend. a trend. Yeah, uh, but I like both of those I guys. Can count to three, Conklin and Hurst. <laughs> Hurst has more uh, uh, targets over the past couple weeks that are going to be more uh, um, consistently marking someone who is is likely to have higher numbers, and that's why I have him ranked higher. But Conklin. Uh, more than likely has a better chance than Hurst to score a touchdown, uh, just because I feel like Burrow is uh, is not going to give <laughs> Hurst any touchdowns. He's got some kind of a, like a Raz uh, Fantasy Football League with Hurst on it in the tight end <laughs> position. Yeah. But that's it for me, which means, Jason, that we have to move on to the final wing. Okay. We've done it all so far, and we're gonna What's going to move on here? to this last one.
0: Oh, it burned a hole in my plate.
1: Oh, <laughs> also, we have... We have my fiance over here, uh, Jessica, who's eating the same wings. And Dude, do she was, we have the sauce for a last dab? She was looking over at me. Should we, should we do that? No. no. Okay. She was looking over at me. <laughs> uh, like, what have you? What have you gotten us into here? Swollen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the swollen lips. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, some people pay a lot for that. Yeah. You're right. Okay. So this one is called the Eye of the Scorpion, and this actually is a Hot Ones, uh, Hot Ones branded hot sauce from Heatonist. Uh, shout out to them they're not a sponsor but i'll do more of these if you're interested in sponsoring us Heatonist. <laughs> a great website that sells uh all sorts of buffalo sauces to uh to uh scorpion sauces okay. i'm not dying after the first bite and everything I'm in between make
0: the mistake of taking a second one
1: so this one is scorpion peppers vinegar garlic salt and then uh, as a last ingredient because they want to they want to do it to you they throw in some scorpion pepper powder just just for some extra scorpioning anyway i like this sauce but it is one of those sauces that's going to uh creep up slowly oh great and oh great (laughs) and maybe not that slow it's just gonna happen you know just let it let it happen (sighs) Now, oh. Of course, I get to get to it last when everybody's like, oh, no.
0: Every time I swallow, it just <laughs> intensifies. <sighs> okay. I had my sip of beer. All right. I'm going to talk about my flex player. <laughs> so my idea with the flex was to go deep sleep on this one. So we pull up Dave's flex rankings, which are wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. And we're going to start at number 75 and only choose from below that. Uh-huh. And I wasn't, you know, particularly struck by many of them, so I went with Traylon Burks, who's at 94. Holy shit. hey Versus the Las Vegas, I was going to say Rams. That doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh-huh.
0: The Las Vegas Raiders. So, the Titans need to burn the tape from last week. Ooh. Clearly the Bills are going to be a top-tier team. Oh, my God.
1: You're almost there, I'm
0: not. I'm not, like, hamming this up either. It really
1: hurts. You're almost there. You took those descriptions, uh, um, you know, to a new level.
0: Okay. I need more beer.
1: <laughs> you can open up that other one, too, when you get a chance. This uh, is a
0: freaking hot one.
1: The Eye of the Scorpion. <sighs> They're not lying. I'll give you some more beer over there, too
0: titans don't worry about last week the bills are amazing uh so i think that we can expect a bounce back from tennessee they're at home against the Ra- raiders yeah so in week one ryan Tannehill targeted his other rookie kyle phillips nine times causing a few people to maybe wonder about the target spread but then phillips only had one target in week two meanwhile burks i'm sweating I- i'm just trying to get through this Burks led the team with six targets last week. Hey, snap a picture of us. He caught four of them. It's on video already.
1: Mm -hmm. Just a little extra courage.
0: (sighs) (laughs) That'll help me for five seconds. Let's get through this. So... I think because Burks was drafted so very high, he's going to be the primary wide receiver on this team sooner than later. Robert Woods, their offseason acquisition, is not working out so far with only two catches uh, on the entire season. Burks has an ECR uh, on the flex number of 91. I don't even know how to explain that properly. I think he's a far better start than players (laughs) who are ranked almost 20 spots ahead of him. you got Darnell Mooney at
1: 72. Oh, Mooney's been a joy this year, hasn't he? Uh,
0: I don't want to talk about Mooney. <laughs> Jahan Dotson at seventy-three. So I, I like Burks there. I like Burks as the flex choice um, against the Raiders. So uh, please take over for me. I just want to sit here in my fucking pain.
1: You got it. Could you open the the beer?
0: <sighs> I can't do much right now. Did you finish that beer already?
1: I'm I'm getting to it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as as we as we move into the uh, to the finish line of this particular podcast uh it's it's absolutely true that the hot sauce has affected all of us in different ways um
0: i think you you should have been made to eat and talk immediately afterwards because i'm finally like it's finally starting to subside for me (laughs) but just that as it's coming on talking a lot
1: that's what you wanted to do just like kills you so my flex player is jacoby myers uh new england wide receiver ranked number 83 such an interesting guy and the stats here are overwhelmingly positive uh, again another guy kind of like Hayden Hurst this year where he's going to have a ton of targets really great um um really great metrics that I'm, I'm gonna bring up but he hasn't really scored a lot of touchdowns and so that's his his big knock but as long as you're in leagues that are half PPR or PPR this is definitely a guy that you want on your squad and he's proven that from last year bleeding into this one now so, Myers is one of the most utilized receivers in the NFL and certainly unappreciated by fantasy team He's managers. He's showing off now. He's the Patriots' clear WR1, and he has been targeted on 35.8% of routes run so far. Targeted on 35.8% of routes. That is fantastic. Last week, he <laughs> caught nine receptions for 95 yards from 13 targets. And since the Patriots are struggling to establish the running game a little bit, and hopefully they are able to do that a little bit more with Damian Harris and the schemes that they call going forward. I know Damian Harris is one of Jason's picks uh, for this particular week. You hope he's okay,
0: but not too good to beat you.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's not really about winning or losing. It's, uh, it's, it's about the beer we drink along the way. It's about the chicken wings and beer. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So oh, yeah. uh, since the Patriots are struggling to establish hurt. the running game a bit, um, and they'll be facing some teams with high scoring potential over the next couple weeks. That's the Ravens, the Packers, and the Lions, all teams that so far this season have been able to put up a lot of points. Uh, of course, not including the first game for the Packers, but you have to throw the first one out and the last one out for the Packers every year, right? <laughs> the <laughs> NFC Championship the first game. One,
0: oh, I was going to say the first one because they're always bad, and the last one because they always have the number one seed clinched, and they don't have to play in the week 17 That or, That or could be it.
1: But yeah, that's totally true, Like uh, as long, at least as long as Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback, their first game is generally like, alright, fine, I guess I'll get started and learn how to play football again with my team. Um, they'll they'll go back to that passing game because the opponents they're going to be playing are, are scoring a lot of points so far, and the de facto number one receiver is Jacoby Myers. There is that lack of touchdowns, which I touched on earlier, but... Cool stat, he's one of only 14 wide receivers in the league right now with 19-plus targets over the first two games. Somehow only owned in 70% of Flea Flicker leagues, yet one of the best, uh, statistically speaking, uh, PPR wide receivers to play the game. So I have to choose him. I hope he scores a touchdown, which will really inflate his numbers. But even if he doesn't, I mean, the guy's going to be averaging like like nine catches a game. Yeah. And that's just awesome. So that's it for me, Jason. And of course, we're gonna we're gonna calculate uh, for next week uh, what all of those uh, points are for us. And one of us is going to go ahead and buy beer for the next show, depending on how we do on those picks.
0: Okay, that's fair enough.
1: So why don't you close us a out? A good here. four
0: pack, I think, is what we're gonna go for.
1: I'd rather have a good four pack than a bad six pack, anytime. Oh,
0: very good call. <laughs> so uh, please check us out next week. We're gonna do the show again on Wednesday night. Um, and then for at least the foreseeable future, we're back on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Central. We'll be doing it live on YouTube. You can also catch it later on on our YouTube channel. Follow us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at Drink5. Check us out on, on Instagram. Jess is always posting what's going on right before the show. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot, everybody.
1: Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Drink five and good luck on your week three matchup.
0: Oh.
1: That hurt.